Hey guys, welcome to episode number six of my podcast. Thank you for listening. If you've listened to all six episodes, thank you. It's amazing. Keep listening. We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, Tonight, I've got a very special guest and uh, he's been very influential on not only this podcast, but my YouTube channel. So without further ado, let's get right into the podcast. Uh, tonight, I want to in, uh, introduce a very special guest to my podcast. Uh, definitely one of my top 10 favorite YouTubers at the moment. Um, I've learned a lot about YouTube and podcasting in general. Actually, I probably wouldn't even started a podcast if it wasn't for this channel. Uh, Tom Buck, and he has the Enthusiasm Project on YouTube. Tom, tell us a little bit about your uh, channel and yourself. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, I My channel is The Enthusiasm Project. I am a high school digital media teacher by day, and I just really love this stuff and have loved it pretty much forever. So a few years ago, I started a YouTube channel to kind of dive into video and audio production. And uh, when the Roadcaster Pro came out, it kind of, I was just so into it. I started making videos about it, and it it just sort of connected with this community of people who are also trying to start podcasts and learn about audio and it's been fun to sort of like learn along with them along the way yeah for me uh i it was always in the back of my mind you know like oh that would be awesome to start a podcast but i have no idea how to do audio engineering and all that kind of stuff so when i saw your videos with the roadcaster pro it just clicked it was like man i this is something i feel like i can do and uh it's just (laughs) Uh, and just other things on your channel, like, uh, you know, lighting, stuff like that. It's things I wouldn't think about. Um, I'm not a video, uh, person either, but it's just fun to learn. Yeah, Um, it is. I love that stuff. So getting into your teaching and stuff, is that what got you into YouTube? Uh, I mean, sort of, it was kind of like in a way, like what you just said about starting your podcast where like. I had wanted to start a YouTube channel. I don't know. I remember like 2012, 2013, watching these like uh, like video production channels and camera review channels and just thinking like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I wish I could do something like that. And the people I was watching were just like people in their garage and people in their basement with a free YouTube account. I don't know why I thought there was some barrier that I couldn't just click sign up. But it took a while. And after teaching for a while... Like when you spend all your time working with other people to make stuff, you find yourself like not making anything on your own. And I just got to a point about three years ago where I was like, I really want to make my own stuff and I really want to be in charge of it. I don't want to, you know, I love teaching, but like public education has a lot of rules and things move really slowly. And the idea of just, I can be in charge of it. I could make something when I want, change it when I want, release it when I want. Uh, It just sounded so good. And then I just decided to, jump in and my only regret as far as youtube goes is just not doing it sooner and i mean i feel like that's a pretty common thing when people make stuff it's like i should have just done this earlier yeah i mean i mean a lot of the youtubers i've watched the common thread is hey you got to get started just do it i mean whatever equipment you've got use it you know and uh for me i've wanted to have a youtube channel for a long time and that was the same thing with me it was just like man i can't get started you know i don't it's like it's not good enough yet i don't want to just put something out there but you know since i started uh this is the best way to learn just to get on there and start making mistakes (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean that's it's really the only way is just to to just go for it and like it sounds kind of cliche at this point just be like use whatever you have and it's true. I mean, like we'd all love to have roadcasters and great cameras, but like you probably have a phone, you probably have something that's enough to get going and then upgrade from there. Like there's never going to be a perfect time where you feel like I've got a perfect studio and a perfect whatever. Even if you look at TV shows like pilot episodes of TV shows usually look and feel very different than like a season three episode because even with a full budget they had to learn how to make the thing and how to build their style and like fit into that position and I mean the same thing is true if you're just a person trying to learn as you go like you just got to get started you can't get better until you get started so in your class at school do you teach kids how to become youtubers um I mean, yes and no. <laughs> so it's uh, it's kind of like the bane. I don't, you don't have kids, do you? I do have. I have one. Oh, you do one child. Yep, she just turned one in February. So okay, so she probably doesn't have career aspirations. No, not yet. Not okay. that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> the bane of most people I know who have kids or younger kids, the bane of their existence is that their kids want to be YouTubers when they grow up. It's like the number one job for kids, and that's usually portrayed in a negative light. Like this is a terrible thing. These narcissistic kids just want to like be on the internet. But I always look at that as going, okay, this kid, whatever age, if they're five, if they're 15, whatever, they want to make something, they want to share something, they want to communicate something, like explore creativity. And you don't necessarily have to push them into a, a YouTube career. I probably wouldn't recommend that, but pushing them to explore the, their creativity, I think is great. And if YouTube is the door that's going to open that, I think it's it's something to just take advantage of. Doesn't mean your five-year-old has to like have a channel or something. Right, but, yep. Um, I think it's important. So I kind of play into that with my kids is like, you know, this is, it's, it's just a way to express your creativity. Um, whether you're posting something on YouTube or not, just digital media in general, the ability to make stuff, share stuff, get better is... It's something that people haven't had the chance to do for very long and it's a really cool thing to take advantage of and you can learn a lot of useful stuff doing it yeah and i've found that uh talk about learning there's such yeah. a learning curve i mean public speaking i when i first turned on my camera i sat there for hours just talking <laughs> yeah. and re-recording re and and still to this day i'm not very good at speaking on camera or speaking in my podcast but i'm just getting past the barrier of being afraid of doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And you, there's no way to get past it until you just do it. Like you just, like you said, yep. just jump in and go for it. Yep. And then on top of it, you've got to constantly adapt because if you're looking at the YouTube world, uh, people are constantly coming out with new and amazing things on YouTube. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you go about doing that adapting. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a balance uh, because, you know, like you want the thing that you're making to grow if it's a YouTube channel, podcast, whatever, but you also want it to be fun and sustainable and, and, you know, you don't want to get tired of it or burnt out. And so it's like, how do you find the thing you want to do and match it with what people and, and trends and stuff want to do? Like, um, I was just talking, I don't know where I was, who I was talking to or what, or maybe I was just having this thought the other day, but like when Casey Neistat showed up in like 2015 and started vlogging every day, he sort of changed what people thought a daily vlog could look like. And, you know, that was, that had 
huge effects on the platform and 2015, 2016 into 17, lots of people wanted to do their vlog channels and there's lots of stuff that looks like KC. I own a boosted board. I get it. Um, but <laughs> I've looked into in it myself. <laughs> yeah. In 2020, that's not really just a thing that people are that interested in anymore. So it's just, it doesn't mean that it's bad anymore. It doesn't mean that it's not interesting. It's just sort of like culturally people have had their fill of that exact style and now there's something else and it just takes somebody else to show up and put their own spin on something or bring something a little different to the table um and that's tricky but it's kind of like you know i i think it, it's important for anyone who creates something to realize that you don't want to be like other people whatever your like your voice your perspective is is unique and that's the thing that's going to hopefully draw people towards you you don't want to filter it in to be just like someone else because they're already doing it yeah exactly i mean uh a lot of the channels you can see the channels that are just kind of emulating each mm -hmm. other um but then other channels do a great job of being a hundred percent original are there any channels you go to for inspiration or for learning uh i mean it kind of it's i feel like i can learn something you know just watching anything you, you learn from it um, in terms of techniques, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can relate to this, but I try not to get too like inspired by other YouTube channels because I don't want to end up copying them. And I don't want to feel like, oh, they did it this way. So I have to do it that way. Right. Uh, so I tend to get that inspiration more from like movies, TV shows, uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff where I see some, a cool technique and try to incorporate it into a video where I get inspiration from on YouTube is more like the process that people have and you know i was just watching i don't know there's a channel i don't know if you ever heard of him but it's kevin the basic filmmaker i have not actually he's great i mean it's more it's more video production okay like, obviously yep. but he's he's this uh like slightly older dude who does a lot of like video production filmmaking and he's great he's super like goofy and personable and he did a studio tour video and i you know i learned a lot you watch how people set up their right. stuff and it's like oh this is cool and one of the things he said in his video was, you know, his studio is all clean and perfect. And he's like, my video is not done until my studio looks just like this. And I was like, oh, the fact that like the cleanup is part of the video process is really important. And every like, that was something I just stuck into my head. Now, every time I make a video, I'm like, I'm not done until every battery is charged. Everything is put away. Everything's like, I can literally just walk in and now start making something brand new and like it's it's a simple little thing but it really stuck with me in a way that just made me go man my production process is so much easier now but you're never going to like see that on camera necessarily right and I, i've watched a lot of your videos and a lot of things people probably overlook as far as the lighting and all the stuff that goes into the audio i love that recent video you had where you were showing how you the object was moving and you're flashing light in the background. And I thought, oh, yeah, oh yeah. man, that just, uh, that's next level. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff I'm here for. And, uh, that's, a, I, I watched it and I thought, man, this is the kind of stuff you'd see on like an Apple commercial or something like that. You know, <laughs> I it's appreciate just, that. But I mean, you just see that in everyone. I've seen that even in, in your videos from, you know, the first videos you were starting to do to the more recent ones, just the, the camera framing, the clarity, the, you know, the background set, the way things look, even right now, like it looks like there's a, I don't know when could probably see this, but it looks like there's like a, a colored light kind of off to the side. Yep. yep. Um, 
Yeah, just like I, I've been slowly <laughs> adding, but the the problem is the money barrier. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, so all, I mean, it just takes time. Yep. And for me, uh, going back to that whole process, I learned that uh, the hard way in my drone business. Um, yeah. Now the final thing I always do is make sure I put the memory card back in the drone because I got out to a drone <laughs> job and uh, no memory card. And even though I was safe because it was a small job and I was able to do it on the internal memory, it still added to the workflow. And that's a big part of the business is uh, saving yourself time. That's the, is that a, is that a full-time gig doing drone? Actually, work? no, that's my side business and that's how I get my YouTube equipment. Um, okay. I, uh, I have my part 107 and yeah. I, my brother is a real estate agent and broker for, uh, Valley city, uh, Remax and, uh, in Jamestown Remax now. So I do a lot of their listings, um, okay. uh, the drone shots for that. And so, uh, I use that money. I pump it back into my drone business and into my YouTube equipment and try and keep a flow that way. That's so, smart. I like that. So I've, I've, <laughs> what's, I've, what's your main drone that you're using right now? Um, Mavic 2 Zoom is the drone I'm oh. using. And so uh, that's actually one of the questions I had for you. Is that something you've ever thought about getting is your part 107? I don't know. Maybe you've got it. I don't know. Yeah, actually, the first video on my channel is the study guide for oh, how to get your real? part 107. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I did get it uh, right when I started my channel. And that was, it was like you said, where... <laughs> I've got to go back um, and check that out now. Uh, you don't have, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, people still watch it, but I watch it. And I'm like, oh God. And that was a video. I, I spent like two days scripting it. I spent an entire day trying to record it and a whole day editing it. And it's, you know, it's something now I could do in an hour and a half, but like, I was just so terrified, but I was so happy to have this thing because I had taken the test. I spent all this time trying to like navigate all these resources before you take your test. And some of them are helpful and some of them aren't. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to put together like these are the three things you need to do. You'll pass the test. You're good to go. Like it's one stop shop. Everything is free. And I was, and once I had a purpose, then I was like, that could be my first YouTube video because there's an, there's an audience, there's a need, there's a purpose. It's going to like... I can do that. And that was my very first video. <laughs> okay. So have you started a little business with it or? Not really through my teaching job. We do like a lot of client work and community work and stuff. And uh, sometimes that involves drone use. And so I do technically need it because it's commercial work right, for yep. that. And then now, you know, for my YouTube channel, especially since it's monetized anytime that I want to use a drone, technically I need to be using my Absolutely. part 107. Yep. And it's just a cool thing to have. It was just like, I don't, I had so much fun, like just figuring that out and studying for that test. And it was like a whole different world. I was kind of dipping my toe into and yep. it just, I don't know. That was so fun. I enjoyed it. So how, much. uh, how much different did you think the test was like before <laughs> you knew about it? Um, were you thinking like, what on earth am I studying here? <laughs> yeah, I thought the test would be about drones. Drones, yeah, that's that was my like thoughts too. Sexual charts yep. and weather yep. and all this stuff. <laughs> I didn't even know that kind of thing existed before that. No, but, but uh, I guess I, I saw that like, okay, they're trying to give you an appreciation for what goes into being a you know a true like manned aircraft right. pilot. Yep. And if you're going to be flying something in that airspace they're just trying to give you the respect to have to do it safely and responsibly. And I think that that is actually a really good thing. I think it's a great thing. I mean, that's my main concern on every flight is safety. Yeah. So that's, uh, I, I appreciate when other people know a little bit about the drone industry too, because that's, uh, 
there's a lot more studying than you think uh yeah that goes into the drone uh drone stuff and uh yeah. have you taken your recurrent test yet yeah i took it last summer actually okay um and I did worse on that. Than I, I actually one. did as well. I, I I took my recurrent test and I did get worse score, but uh, still passing. So that's yeah. all that matters. And I forget what it was. I made a video about it and I explained why I did poorly. I forget exactly what it was, but basically it was kind of like essentially rushing. Like I yep. just yeah. I mean a little overconfident, I suppose. That's yep. that's same with mine. But uh, yeah. But it's tricky because I don't know. I'm sure like anybody who's flown a drone has encountered this. If you're flying it or you're doing something, people will suddenly tell you like, like I've been in situations where, you know, there's a, a fire or something and people are like, go fly your drone into the fire. Oh, like, yep. No, I don't, like, no there's so many reasons that I can't do happen. that. Yep. Or uh, I get requests to fly over people all the time. It's like, yeah, uh, no, it's uh, can't do it. Or fly into like through crowds of people. Yes. Or, yep in a building somewhere with all kinds of just like random people. And you're like, I, that sounds awesome. Like I would love to do that. I am not going to do that. So, uh, and, what, yeah. what's your main drone then? Uh, I started with the original Mavic pro, which I, I still love. And it's, uh, in terms of reliability, it's my main one, but my other one I have right next to me actually is the Mavic mini, which oh. I won from potato jets, YouTube channel. <laughs> um, and I love this thing. It's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's another great YouTube channel. Um, yeah, he, it's just a thing where like, I left a comment. Really? I didn't know it was a contest. Okay. And I got an email that was like, hey, you won the Mavic Mini. And I was wow. like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so what yeah. Do you, you, you like the Mavic Mini then, huh? Is it okay I in do. the wind? Uh, it's okay. okay <laughs> I yeah, wouldn't yeah. fly it in, in really intense wind, um, but it's just so darn small and easy to set up. I mean, it's it's very, uh, like, in terms of easy use, it's equivalent to the original Mavic, I feel like. Okay. Uh, but it's just, it's smaller. Like, the way you charge the batteries, the way you pack it all up is just so much easier that I use it more because it's easier. And the picture quality is, especially if you're in bright light, is really good. Okay. So I'm more than happy with it. It's a great little drone, especially for free. <laughs> yeah, uh for free it's great. I mean for <laughs> me, uh North Dakota, it, we always have to deal with the wind, so yeah. I I have kind of stayed away from it, but I'm really looking forward to that Mavic 3 to come out. Uh hopefully yeah. that well, comes that, out that's sooner the thing rather with the than Mini later. Too, is it's it's Wi-Fi only, and it seems to I've never had a problem, but the Mavic Pro and like the Mavic 2 having the radio connection to the controller is just safer and much better. Yeah, yes, I, I wouldn't uh, really want to mess with a Wi-Fi only thing in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, and uh, that's the big thing right now with remote ID. And uh, I don't know if yeah. you followed up on that at all. Uh, have you been studying up on any of that? A little bit. That's where like they like they identify where the remote is and whose remote yep. it is, so they can see right. where the pilot is. Yep. And okay. uh, one of the things they're talking about is you might have to have a cell phone connection. Well, mm -hmm. that would be a big problem for oh, me yeah. just because uh, a lot of the places, like the real estate that I'm doing is in rural North Dakota, and <laughs> the cell phone reception is not very good. So I don't yeah. know how that's going to look for me in the future, but uh, we'll have to jump those hurdles when we get there, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's uh, that's interesting, though. Uh, another question I had written down here is, do you feel like you're stuck on tech reviews on your channel? And if there was one other th or something else you'd got a passion for that you'd like to have a channel on, uh, 
what would it be? <laughs> um, I don't feel like I'm stuck, fortunately. Uh, and and the tricky thing is, like, I think I had almost the opposite experience. I think a lot of people feel like, oh, this is what I do on my channel. I can't do anything else. And, you know, maybe in a hundred more videos or something, I'll feel that way. But for me, it was like I was kind of experimenting on my channel for the first like six months or more, even a year. And I wanted to focus on cameras and video and audio because that's the stuff I just like. But I felt like too many people are doing that. Like we don't need another white guy in his 30s talking about cameras. And eventually I just got to the point where I was like, but this is the thing literally I can talk about all day. I could make a billion videos about it. I don't get tired of it. Um, and it was like this weird thing where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, in a weird way, give myself permission to just join this, what seems like a crowded niche and hope that my perspective is interesting enough that people would still want to watch, even though other people are talking about similar subjects. And that just really helped because it literally is the thing, like, I can talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. It's I, I know we were talking a little bit uh, before we started recording on... Uh, you know, it's tough to find people to talk about interests. Um, and when you find people on YouTube that have the same interests, it's just, uh, seems like people can flock to your channel that way. What's it like seeing that subscriber count just start rising? That's gotta be an awesome feeling (laughs) and kind of nerve wracking at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty cool. My channel's had some pretty steady growth lately, but, um, I mean, it's so crazy because when I started it, it was like, I just wanted to get to like a hundred to get my custom URL and it felt impossible to get to a hundred. That was my big and goal. And when I got there, Oh, that was awesome. It felt so sweet to get that custom URL. I, I loved milestone. it. Oh my gosh. And then from there, it's like, you, you don't want to pay attention to the numbers, but at the same time you're like, well, I would like them to keep going up yep. <laughs> because that makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Um, so I've been enjoying it. I haven't felt pressure yet not okay. that my channel is enormous but i just kind of been doing things the same way i always been doing them and just i don't think about more people watching <laughs> i guess with so. more uh publicity i suppose you probably get more trolls and uh yeah, that mean, was kind not, of wondering what uh how you deal with that not fortunately it hasn't been too bad from what i've heard anecdotally it's around the time your channel hits around fifty thousand is when you start getting like okay like that's where it's people that are just not interested in your thing. Every once in a while I get, you know, total jerks and stuff. But um, a few months back I was like, Oh, cause I try to actually read and reply to like every comment, you know, I don't get that many where it's impossible. And there's some that come in that I'm just like, these are, <laughs> you know, if it's just someone dropping the F bomb or like insulting, yeah. I can delete that. But there's some where it's like someone's just kind of being a jerk or they just want to start an argument like do i engage do i not and a while ago i was like you know what i can just delete these if it's if it's just constructive criticism i'll reply or just leave it for other people to reply to or whatever but if it's someone just being a jerk i just hit delete and then i feel great yeah that would that would be awesome (laughs) yep Uh, i'll have to take some advice on that so i don't know some of them get filtered out and uh yeah i guess they're in a way they're good motivation too because uh you can kind of learn from the bad as well but yeah, I mean, it's so tricky because the, the, my least favorite comment, which luckily I've kind of like 
taken a preemptive strike against, but it was always when people say like video starts at two forty two. Yep. Because you know, because they're like, oh, he, yep. They, I don't ramble in my videos. I just jump into the topic. That's right. And so when someone says that, I'm like, no, the video starts at zero zero zero. It's my video. I put it there. And so I started doing my own timestamps like a year ago in the description. So it's like, I'll break it down for you. This is what happens here, here, and here. You can jump around however you want. Um, but that just, I don't know why that just bothered me. Cause I was like, no, this is, I thought about every second of this and it's how I want it to be. That's like the comment that got to me more than anything. I actually <laughs> heard ones. you say that in your video. So I'm like, oh boy, oh. I better get my timestamps going here. So I started doing that, but uh, see, it's just it really little, thi- little things like that, that you can learn from other people's channels. Yeah, there's so much to learn. So getting back, so if you were to have a channel on something other than tech, what would it be? Um, I mean, I would think I was doing some 3D printing stuff for a while. And those videos were doing really well. But like very quickly, I explored everything I know about 3D printing. And uh, I don't think that would be sustainable. So it'd probably be something to do with maybe music. Okay. I'm not a great musician, but I love playing music. Recording it is really fun. It still kind of digs into like audio and tech a little bit. So maybe something music related or uh, like. So do you do GarageBand stuff or do you yeah, have a band? Yeah, I, I love GarageBand. Okay. I, you know, I have lots of instruments and I just kind of play everything myself. Um, and that stuff is really fun. I'm not great at it. And so like starting, I, it would be fun to maybe do a channel where like I'm not taking the position of knowing things but i'm taking the position of like hey come with me as i figure this out and um that that could be something that'd be fun or just something totally different like uh you know building like woodworking projects or something so you do that as well huh or is that something you'd like to learn i love love building and tinkering and and all that kind of stuff see my father-in-law is a good photographer and he is a phenomenal woodworker and I keep telling him you have got to start a YouTube channel <laughs> yes. and uh, I mean the stuff he makes is unbelievable and he enjoys the camera stuff so I'm like this is just perfect you perfect. got you yeah. got to get going and every time I say that he's like yeah I'd like to but so I I'm hoping I can talk them into doing it. But uh, yeah, on the musical side, I've never been into in- instruments or anything like that, <laughs> but I got the itch and I uh, decided, you know what, I'm going to learn how to play an instrument. So I bought a ukulele oh, and nice. it's sitting over on my shelf. I've had it now for several years. I couldn't find anyone around to teach me how to play it. So I guess that's... Uh, something for another day i guess but uh, i mean that's where youtube comes in just how to play ukulele yep (laughs) and and see the problem is i bought i'm trying to think now all the youtube videos are on i think it's a soprano ukulele and i think i bought a baritone ukulele so (laughs) i was stuck there and i i guess there is a little bit of a difference i don't know what what it is yeah i'm not familiar uh, i i can relate though because uh Early in college, I just bought a trombone and I was like, I could figure this out. Yeah. And I could not figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a trombone anymore. Must but. be a college thing because that's when I got my ukulele back when I was yeah. in college. And I, I actually had a friend who started to teach me in college, but we graduate and uh, everyone goes their yeah. own ways and uh, you lose interest, <laughs> I guess. But, uh, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. This has been awesome visiting with you um oh yeah it's been a total blast it's been really fun to uh not only to connect with you but to see like 
you know, to dive into as you're diving into your podcast and stuff, because there's so many people who do, you know, the, I would love to get started, but, or I would love to, but, 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 and to see somebody go, I want to, and then do it. Oh, sorry. My dog. Oh, no problem. (laughs) To to do it. And then uh, just keep going and and getting better and better is I love watching that stuff. It's so motivating. So um, I like, I just admire everything that you're doing and how, much you're putting into it. I really appreciate it because like for me, it's just uh, something fun. And the reason I started, the whole reason is I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I want to challenge myself. Uh, I feel like uh, I could be safe and not make a podcast or make a YouTube channel, but I want to get myself out there. I want to, like I said, challenge myself. So uh with that, I've got some real quick hitting questions for you sure thing. at the end. Um, first thing that comes to mind when you think of North Dakota. Uh, trees and mountains. <laughs> okay. I don't know if we, uh, we don't have any trees or mountains. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's just the whole like northern northwest <laughs> area that I'm just like, oh yeah, we're poor. Uh, <laughs> North Dakota, we're uh, pretty flat. It, at least the portion I live in, when you get out to the western side of the state, th- they have the badlands and stuff. But uh, uh, where where I live, it's more of an agricultural flat uh, oh, okay. area. But uh, <laughs> what do you miss? Well, uh, what did you miss most during quarantine, social or social distancing? Oh, just restaurants. Just yeah, sitting down at too. a restaurant, yeah. having someone bring you like food with no masks and no yeah. gloves, and just like. Oh, just breathing around people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, are you guys out of quarantine down uh, there? I mean, we were kind of going out, but now our county is slowly slipping back because our cases are rising. Oh, they're up, rising so, again. Okay. Yeah, which well, that's not I, good. Yeah. isn't really a surprise, but uh, yeah. So we've gone out to eat once at IHOP, and it was great. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. See, we just started getting out to, actually, last week I was on vacation. We went out to eat for, like, the first time, and it was awesome. It <laughs> was so, so nice. Yeah, it's just something I really took for granted, so it makes me enjoy it that much more now. Um, your dream collaboration on YouTube? Uh, dream collaboration? I'm currently, like, trying to work together something to do with Peter Lindgren from Sweden. Oh, yep. Um, and he's a super cool dude. Very cool channel. Yep. Yeah. And he's like the nicest guy and we kind of became Instagram buddies and I just, I feel like we're different enough and similar enough that it would be super fun. And so, uh, trying to figure that out. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, I, I look forward to the video. It's going to be, uh, awesome. I <laughs> yeah, know I would too. <laughs> uh, Apple or PC. Oh, I think I, mean, I know this. Yeah, it's yeah. Apple hands down, especially yep. after their WWDC keynote yesterday where they just kind of like, I, I had, feel, dropped the mic on everybody and I was like, wow. Yeah, okay. I, I had that on my question list here. Did you watch the WWDC? Did. did you watch the whole thing? I actually did. I sat there and watched like the whole two hour thing okay. and it was interesting because I was like, okay, Apple, like you can't do your normal presentation. I'm interested in video production. How are you guys putting it together? And like they did something, not that it was perfect, but I think it was actually better than their normal keynotes. It was more efficient and effective. Um, And I was just blown away by the 
the way that they approached, I was just blown away by yeah, it. Honestly. It was amazing. Uh, that's another thing I get a hard time for is I love watching <laughs> Apple keynotes. Like that is, uh, I watch the whole thing as well. And it's like, that's more exciting to me than a good movie coming out or something, yeah. you know, just what's we, usually coming Usually they happen during like the school day, like the iPhone releases and stuff. So yes. we actually just like, I always just have them playing on like the projector in my classroom. We just oh. kind of stream them and all the kids are like, that's the new thing. And this is that. It's like, it's always like a really fun day. You got some <laughs> lucky kids. Yeah. I, I never, I don't think I ever got to watch a WWDC in, in school, but uh, it's, it's fun. So, uh, piggybacking off of that what's your favorite uh what are you looking forward to the most i guess i'm real excited about well one i appreciate apple's like insistence on privacy and security i just love that and i love that's carrying over into everything and their transition to their own chips i think is going to be awesome specifically for how final cut pro will be able to take advantage of it and it feels like in you know i love the way final cut functions now but in like two years when everything's switched over I think that is just going to end up, it's going to, I feel like it's going to work so well. It's going to end up becoming much more of a prominent video editing app than it currently is. So um, I'm happy that I use it already. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're even seeing some of the, some other YouTubers switching over, which is odd. I, I just saw a video today of uh, Maddie Hapoya, I think is. Yeah. How you say his yeah, yeah. name, but I saw he's kind of testing both of them. He's not sure what he's going to go to, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're all just tools. So whatever works right. best for you, like it's not, you know, a, a this camp versus that camp, but it's right. just like, you know, people left Final Cut back when it switched to 10 and it, they really did cripple themselves and people left rightfully so. But I think a lot of people who left haven't looked at it since. And it's so good now um, that especially if you're YouTube and you work by yourself or with maybe one other person, it's just so fast and so reliable. Like, I don't know. I just, I tried using Premiere. I was going to make a video where I was, I'm only using Adobe Premiere for a month and I made it 14 days in and I was like, forget this. Uh, yeah, too much. Uh, I mean, it just started crashing every, I tried three different computers Ooh. and it crashed during every project. And I was like, and it wasn't auto saving. I was just like, you know what? So it's going to go back a hundred percent starting over from scratch. On yeah. all those, pro- oh boy, yeah, I, could, was, I couldn't deal with that. Well, and some of them it would be, it wouldn't be scratch, but I had my autosave set to like every 10 minutes or five minutes okay. and it would jump back to like an hour or two. And I was oh. like, I, this is not where I was in this project. And That's about as frustrating uh, as it can get, I, I would imagine. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I have students who love Premiere and they don't want to touch Final Cut, even though yep. that's the thing that I teach in my class. So it's just whatever works I suppose for, it's for whatever's you. familiar to you as well. Exactly. So, yep. All right. I don't know if you're a gamer or not. Xbox, PlayStation, or Switch? Switch by a mile. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited to hear that because my wife and I, when we were on vacation, we were able to get a hold of a Switch. They've been sold oh, out everywhere. Yes, and, they have. And we went to Target at the place we were staying, and they had three of them. And the guy oh said gosh. people have been calling them, driving all sorts of hours to get these things. Yeah. And, uh so we picked one up and we haven't played it yet, but, uh, so what, what kind of games do you play on there? I mean, okay. I'm not a, like, 
basically what we've been playing hundreds of hours of is Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, that's what that's. I've heard you talking about it on, I think it was your podcast or yeah, something. Yeah, probably. But uh, I was like, I, I don't even know what that's on. So I didn't either. And okay. it's great. Um, it's kind of like the opposite of a game because it's like, here's an objective. You could do it or not, whatever. Like there's no consequences. It's just you do whatever you want. It's like the most chill experience, which is perfect for the world right now um but they also on switch like breath of the wild the zelda game they came okay. out with is amazing um there's some good rpgs like uh octopath uh, my wife played that and loved it like crazy um mario kart is super fun there's a that's the mario first game Odyssey we picked game. up uh yeah, mario Mar- kart it, oh man and you can play it online with people it's, that's what i've heard i used to play that constantly it's so much fun um there's just a lot it's just it's like such a fun system and literally when you switch it from being in the dock to to holding it you're just like this is if 10 year old me could see this i would lose my mind and yeah I I, love that. Uh, so that's one of the things i was wondering about do you actually use that switching feature all the time because i love playing on the tv and my wife doesn't really um, okay so we kind of like and sometimes like she has trouble sleeping. So if she wakes up in the night, she'll play the switch. So at night she like takes it out of the dock and puts it like next to her side of the bed. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And then in the morning she wakes up and like puts it in the dock and then I can like play on the TV and then she takes it out and it's, we switch it literally like dozens of times a so, day. So that, uh, so it, I mean, it's durable enough to keep switching, huh? I mean, that's my biggest fear yeah. is like, oh, I'm going to break this thing now. Oh, no, I- no. Ours is, we got it in like late 2017 uh, when they were kind of first coming out. So it's been working. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear that. Uh, yeah, you guys will love it. <laughs> all right. Last question I have in my quick questions. Um, McDonald's or in and out well, it's in and out for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, we don't have that yeah, option up here. So, say. no, I've uh, played baseball in Arizona a few times. And uh, I think that's, we either played in Arizona or Texas where we got in and out. And I thought, whoa, yeah. this is amazing. It's, it's next In-N-Out level. It's been my favorite restaurant, period, since I was four years old. Um, I love it. And then about two years ago, I actually stopped eating meat. And I used to love McDonald's though too, like unashamed. I'm going to (laughs) just, I loved McDonald's, but they have like no vegetarian options. Even their fries have beef in them. So really, I didn't know that. Yeah. So my wife still loves McDonald's (laughs) and we'll go and it looks and smells delicious. Um, But In-N-Out has non-beef fries. They can also do like awesome grilled cheese and stuff. So um, there's still a lot to eat at In-N-Out and I still love them. I'm trying to think, someone was telling me, is there, is that in and out where they have animal style? And what yeah. is that? What is that? I only recently discovered it, but it's basically like grilled onions and melty cheese. And like, I think maybe that's it actually, just onions and cheese. And oh, and like their special sauce kind of oh. smooshed together, but it's really delicious and unhealthy for you. Well, it sounds amazing. I, I, I hope, <laughs> uh, I hope sometime soon I get a chance to eat that. But, so good. Uh, well, thank you again for being on my uh, episode six, I've, uh, had been very blessed with some awesome guests on my podcast so far. And, uh, this just, uh, topped it off. This was a lot of fun to meet you. Love the channel and, uh, keep up the great work. And I want to, uh, all my people, uh, that are listening to this, hopefully we can get all the links for your channels and stuff and put them below. But, uh, thanks again.
Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was a total blast and congrats on everything you've done so far. And I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to tonight's episode. I had a lot of fun interviewing Tom. Uh, I felt like I could talk to him for hours. Hopefully we'll be able to get him on the show again in the future. Uh, He brings a lot to the table, not only in the YouTube game, but the podcast game. And he's genuinely a nice guy. I feel like I'm a broken record with all of the guests I've had on. I've been very blessed with awesome guests on my show. Every single person has been genuinely nice. And uh, Tom is no exception. He was an absolutely great guy. Uh, And like I said, hopefully we'll get him on in the future. Thank you for listening. I've got a lot of fun stuff planned for this podcast, so please stick with me. Head over to my YouTube channel. Comment on my videos there. Let me know what you think. Thank you for listening.